Welcome to the Wisconsin Football Coaches Podcast with your hosts, Tom Swiddle, Tom Yashinsky, and Paul Navinsky. Now let's join the guy. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Podcast. I'm Tom Swiddle, head football coach at Wauwatosa East and past president of the WFCA. I am joined by my co-host, Tom Yashinsky, head coach at Analaska and the new Northern Vice President of the WFCA, and Paul Navinsky, former coach at Mosinee and a WFCA Hall of Famer. Tom, I've already mentioned it, but congratulations on winning the North Northern Vice President election. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, like I, I said when I emailed out, there wasn't a bad choice there. There's a lot of really good guys that were running for that. So um I, I'm Happy to to continue to serve the WFCA in whatever ways that they need, but uh, just want everybody to know that those other guys on the ballot, they're really good guys and really good coaches too. So uh, whoever would have won, we would have been in good shape, I think. Tom, I've got to ask you, when I ran for president and, uh, you know, I had a couple things in mind that I wanted to implement with the WFCA, things that I thought would would improve the WFCA in some way. Do you have anything in mind that that you want to move forward with any ideas, any events, any, anything that, that, uh, you have, um, uh, in mind for your vice presidency. I think the biggest thing right now is working with the WIA and getting the conference realignment sorted out, um, trying to figure out some of these things that the, the seating and those things, and just being a part of those meetings so that we can get our membership's voice heard in those conversations. And, uh, try to try to straighten all of that stuff out as much as we can. Um, I don't know if I have anything new outside of those things right now. Um, and then also just trying to help with the clinic and, and get that to, to continue to be one of the premier events in the nation in terms of a coaches association clinic. Well, that's great, uh, Tom. Thank you. Paul, I know you recently spent some time stepping into the classroom and, and doing some long-term subbing. Do you have the itch to get back to teaching full-time now? No, but I do want to know, do I have to call Tom Yashinsky, Mr. Yashinsky, or your excellency? Or is there some official title that I now have to go by now? How about El Vice Presidente? Yes. Okay, got it. All right, that works for me. Hey, gentlemen, one of the many things I'm proud of regarding the WFCA is our yearly calendar events. There are so many great events on the WFCA calendar that keeps football in the forefront all year long. One of those events is being held this Saturday. The 10th annual WFCA Combine will occur this Saturday at Next Level in Waukesha. Our podcast tonight will have two of the mo the two people most responsible for putting on the Combine. We begin with Tony Biolo, WFCA Combine Chairman. Tony, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be on. Now, a couple questions for you right off the bat, Tony. Have you been the combine chairman since its inception? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just uh, I think ten years ago, as a as a group, I remember us talking just about some of the different things that have gone on in the history of uh, just around the state. You know, getting kids out. I think uh, many many years ago, there was uh, East Bay had a combine up in Wausau for a while. You know, and and then uh, I think Nike had a truck that was going around one year. And some other combines were popping up. And I think as an association, we started talking about just what can we do for our kids and, and just promote our athletes and maybe give them a little bit of a discounted price. Um, 
just as an association. So then, then we, we started toying around with the idea of a combine, um, next level guys got involved in it and, and our association was pretty big into it, but then we had organized it just being down in that Southeastern portion of the state. Um, and yeah, and the rest is history. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been around so long and I remember the kind of the humble beginnings of the combine, um, when, when you first did that and we, when we were at Arrowhead, but I go back to the Reebok combine that used to be that, that we, that we were a part of, you know, we supplied all the the workers for that at Camp Randall. And then we had it a couple years and then we had it at UW uh, Whitewater, um, you know, certainly the combine has grown and grown. What what do you attribute the growth to? That's a great question. I I think just everything about the combine. I mean, from next level, the the professionalism they have, um, and and the quality that they do running the event. You know, just coaches know they can trust the 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 times and the scores that are coming out of it. I think our pricing is good. You know, and and they know it's backed by the association. Uh, and then our time of year, I mean, we get, we get the college coaches there and I think that's a really big draw And our, I, you know, around the state, the college coaches look forward to coming and we get, we get the division twos and some of those smaller division one groups coming in and, and very, very interested in our kids. You know, I, I, I copycatting is like the ultimate flattery and there's so many combines out there now. I mean, there were before. And we obviously got our niche and, and have done a great job with that. But there's so many copycat combines out there that have sprung up after people have seen the, I don't know, the success of what we do. What are your thoughts or impressions on some of these other combines? Well, I think, you know, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's it's nice to that, that people are trying to do what we do. Um, and some of them add a little bit of something else just because, you know, we're, we're on the weekend where we can get those college coaches in. Um, but I, I think with our, with the price that we've got and the things that we offer, you know, and, and we've added some things since the inception of it. Um, I, I think that's just the the thing that's hard to beat. The other thing is just the people that we get in, you know, the state football coaches come and help out for the day. I think that's big. Um, just being in front of other high school coaches and and it's a brotherhood, a fraternity. I mean, and, and the coaches that come in are talking to all the kids. They're not just interested in necessarily in their own kids from their schools. And I think that's another thing that the kids really feel when they go there. They they know those coaches that are taking them around, and and it's been a really good thing. Paul, hey Tony, thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. How how does a coach? Let's say there's a new coach that wants to get involved in this, wants to volunteer, maybe just sure. wants to come and watch. How do they go about it? It'd show up at next level on Saturday, pretty much. You know, <laughs> we, we have a couple of we, – we send out – Travis sends out an email blast. Uh, as an association, we send out emails to all of the members, all of the head coaches in the state. Um, and we've, we've asked, you know, for some guys to email me for volunteers. I have my standard list of guys that, well, I'll email back every year to make sure they're coming back or see if they're interested in coming back year after year. Sometimes people have things come up that they can't make it. Other guys are there pretty consistently. Um, year after year, we've got a, probably a handful, four or five guys that are pretty consistent every year coming in. And we get a new batch of people coming in all the time. Um, but yeah, and, and some guys just remember it and show up the day of and that's not a problem other guys have emailed and we've made contact we got probably 15 to 20 guys coming in for sure this saturday and if any coach wanted to show up i, I mean 
it's our association's combine. If a high school coach wants to show up and just watch, they're more than welcome to. And Tony, that was my next question. So let's say somebody just a little unsure of what they're doing. Anybody could show up, just watch and, and learn. You bet. Yeah, we've had a couple coaches do that. You know, I think they're just coming in to watch. And by the time it's all done, they're taking a group around or being, you know, with a group of kids and following them around. You know, Tony, I, I worked uh, in the All-Star game um, three times. I, I should say I coached in the All-Star game three times. And there's always a dynamic that I pay attention to when we get down to, to Whitewater and, and practice. And it's the way kids eyeball each other. You know, like they've played against these guys. They've heard about these guys. Now they're on the same team, right? So I see the same thing happening at the Combine. They, these kids, they eye each other up. They know who you know, the other guys are, and, and, they, and they just, the, the way they sort of measure themselves is, is, is really cool. And I think even if you went to the combine, and let's say you didn't have a great combine, like, you know, your numbers weren't great or something, just the fact that you're out there around all that talent, it, it does mean something. It does. Yeah. And you watch those guys, they do it, you know, they come in and they're just, just like the all-star game They're you know, they're a little quiet, little, I don't know if it's intimidated, but they're eyeballing each other at first. And well, let's say they are it, intimidated. It's Brad Arnett. He intimidates. Yeah, you. yeah, he is intimidating. <laughs> you know, he starts warming them up, and you know, then they're all intimidated by him by that time. So now they better get together and be with their buddies. <laughs> but he does a good job too of just making sure that you know they're not here to compete against each other necessarily. They're here to get their best times and to cheer each other on and make sure everybody does the best that they can do and. You know, by about their second or third drill, every one of them is rooting for each other and trying to push each other a little bit harder, making sure they're getting the best times and, and uh, you know, metrics that they're getting on those things. Paul? Tony, what is the breakdown of participants? I know you've got over 500, but, I mean, obviously, are more juniors? Are there some seniors? Are there freshmen, sophomores that show up? We, we used to bring in uh, the three levels. We used to bring in soft, rising sophomores, rising juniors, rising seniors, and it got so big, we we're, we're approaching 600. I think we had one year where we had 600 kids um, with that. And, and then in just discussing with the college coaches and, and the guys that were there, they were really interested in the rising seniors and the rising juniors. And I mean, they, they weren't even paying attention to those sophomore kids that were going around as in the groups. We're pretty... We're a little bit more senior dominant, but it's it's almost a 50, I would say maybe a 55-45% split, 55% uh, seniors, 45% juniors right now um, with the numbers. And and this year was a first year we had, we used to do it by, we, we'd have sessions by position level so college coaches could see all of one position, but some of the, the quarterbacks and uh, some of those guys were getting shortchanged later in the day if a college coach had to leave or a college coach was coming in just to see a, you know, a position or two. This year we had them sign up just in sessions. So it, I think it, I think it'll be a good new look for us this year. And you mentioned sessions, but within the sessions, they're still going to be grouped by their positions, correct? As much as we can, yeah. And, and you know, there's over 100, probably about 115, 120 kids in each session. So I would imagine – yeah, every every session I started to look at it, and then it, so that's that's tomorrow's job is breaking down each session and putting the kids in their groups. But absolutely, they're gonna you know all linemen, 
we'll be competing against linemen, uh, the you know quarterbacks. And if we have a smaller number of one group, you know, we might have wide receivers and DBs together or running backs and linebackers if there's just a, a shorter number of one versus the other. Because we try to get groups of about 15 in each one. Uh, to take around. We have, I think we have eight or nine stations that we get the kids around to. You know, you mentioned the high school coaches that come in and help, and, and it's great that they're there. They're recording things. They're helping to organize, you know, the players and get them in the right order of, of you know, how they're going to run something. But but you walk in there, and it's more than just high school coaches that are the support staff there. I see you know, daughters of coaches. I see wives of coaches. Uh, I know you bring in a, a bunch from Wisconsin Rapids to do the actual um, posting of of the uh, of the events on the website. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, got a couple kids that'll come in with me, and they help with uh, any kind of grunt work we need for the day just to get going. Um, but yeah, and uh, Coach Chasick's daughter has been now in charge of. Uh, the registration table for two or three years now she's I, I get to come in and give her all this stuff and she takes care of registration now um and and coach Kromenacher Mark Kromenacher has helped out for a bunch of years and he had his wife there helping the other a few times too and yeah just everybody that's associated with the WFCA seems to come in and pitch in we're going to miss Abby Chasick, by the way, at the All-Star Game. She's not available this year, and she's oh. been sort of our, our liaison between what's going on on the field and the TV people. And you're right. Abby takes charge, man. She, she does. doesn't take any gruff from anybody, and she's not afraid to tell people what to do. Paul? Um, Tony, could you just quickly go over, for those people that are new to this, what are the areas that are going to be tested? So, yeah, they'll have uh, – we usually run – we have two stations of the 40-yard dash, you know, just getting – so so we can get everybody through it. Two stations of the L drill, which is like an up, back, and around. Pretty standard stuff that they do at, at most of the combines. There's the 5-10-5, which is a pro shuttle run. Uh, bench press for reps. And then they have a vertical jump, broad jump. And then we have a station of height and weight where they're actually just getting that day's height and weight. No shoes on for the height, by the way. No spikes. How many pairs of socks do you allow? Yeah, you can as many pairs of socks as you can fit on your feet. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've known people who have gone that yeah. far to make themselves uh, look a little taller. Hey, Tony, we've discussed a few times. You know, we have one combine, and we do have players from all over the state that come. You know, as far away as as Superior. You know, I mean, it it, it doesn't seem to keep people away. But we have discussed, at, on occasion, having two combines, one in the south and one in the north. And the WFCA just hasn't done that. you want to explain the reasoning behind why that hasn't happened yet? Sure. It's, you know, it, it, we have, we've talked about it. I think, number one, you know, having, and there, there's other people out there, but Brad at Next Level and his crew, um, you know, to try to get them someplace else would be difficult. We could get some other people timing. Um, but I think, I think that's one big, big seller that we have is just the credibility and the professionalism that we have with him and running it. So getting him for another week would be tough. Just having a second weekend where we're organizing some other coaches, I guarantee, I know we could get other coaches from across, you know, the different parts of the state to probably come in. The 
biggest thing I think in in my opinion is just the weekend that we have right now. We would almost have to run a north and a south on the same weekend. Just to, and then college coaches would be split. You know, I, I just we we have the perfect weekend where the college coaches can come in. Um, they only have a certain window where they can be out and seeing things, and this is this is their weekend. So if we if we did another weekend, we might not have quite that draw uh, with the college coaches. Tom. Tony, is there anything that we wish that we could add to this combine? You know, I know that some people uh, wish we could see quarterbacks throw so that you could kind of get yep. a live idea of what an arm looks like in person. Um, anything like anything else or anything that that we wish we could add? I know the logistics challenge that, um, but maybe there's we used to. I know that, but maybe there's yep. something up the or up our sleeve that we're thinking of down the road. Yeah. I, I... We've talked about, you know, it is, we've, we've talked about trying to do something we used to throw with the quarterbacks afterwards. And now it just, like I said, the, the time just gets so late and we, we don't want to turn kids away or have a limited number, you know, just, just say it's just going to be 300 kids. So we had time for everything, everything else to do. Um, yeah, there's always different ideas floating around. Um, and we, we had talked, I know, Brian Kaminsky and I had talked last year about maybe doing bringing them in for a Friday night session, but then we just ran up against so many track meets, so many baseball games. We're already taking a day away from some, and some guys are coming in early and they got to go to a baseball game. Other kids are coming from a baseball game or a track meet. I think it's just just tough, but I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that throw ideas out there. There there will be something that we tweak in the near future. I'm sure to to just give maybe a little extra something to it but so far you know it it hasn't been going down or and and every time we talked to we survey the college coaches for sure before they leave and after they're gone just what did they like what did they dislike what would they like to see and right now it's everything we're giving them is really good for them they get a chance to talk to the kids um and i think that's you know that's the most important part every year we've gone away with uh with a couple extra scholarships going out to kids at, you know, because of the combine, uh, almost the day of the combine for these guys or kids that they didn't see or weren't on their radar all of a sudden become on their radar. So I think, you know, the skills and drills would be nice, but that's also an opportunity. They get those guys on campus, the ones that they do want to see. Every college now has a one or a two day camp where they're doing more skills and drills. You know, they, they already know the 40, they know the L drill, they know those those metrics for them. So they don't need to worry about that. And then they can do their their skills on campus. You know, you said something, Tony, that I think is important or, or should be said in that, you know, there, there are a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, but there, there certainly are a number of players who will get offers this Saturday because they're yeah, at the combine yeah. and because the college coaches are there. There are a number of players that walk out of there with scholarship offers and some of them multiple scholarship offers. Paul, you had something? Yeah, Tony, obviously you, you know, you're a track coach, you train. What what would be some advice to a, a player how to prepare for this? Well, and I've told our guys, you know, run track. I mean, be, do what we're <laughs> supposed to be doing in track and you'll be set to go for the combine. Now you might have to do a couple more agility drills if if that's not something you're good at. But I think going into any combine, you just want to be as fast as you possibly can. I mean, if you're if your 40 time is down, that means your vertical jump is up as long as you've got good, not not even jumping ability, because it's just a vertical speed test is all it is. Um, you know, having solid technique 
in in all of it is is really critical. I, I'll watch guys who are running the 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 uh, pro shuttle drill, and you see those hips up an extra two inches instead of just keeping it down low, and that makes all the difference in the world because they were really fast in their forty, and then their hips come up in the in the pro agility, and and that's a little bit slower. Where they have the speed for it, all they got to do is keep their hips down or the vertical jump. They don't swing their arms quite as much as they need to. So, I think it's just a little bit, you know just be as fast as you can and springtime is perfect for that it's you know a lot of those fast guys should be in track if you're already if you're really fast and you're a baseball player well you probably got it all put together already anyways tony last question for you and then we're going to let you go one of the added benefits of the combine or for the combine participants is being able to get a wfca player profile for recruiting purposes talk a little bit about that yeah, that's that's one of those things that we added a few years back. Um, you know, there again, people were starting to you know get on our kids and and how are they marketing themselves? There's there's kids paying thousands of dollars for guys to put them on a sheet of paper that they say they sell or they give out to colleges. Um, and I think you know we ended up with the idea of having a player profile, you know, sponsored by or or endorsed by the WFCA. Found a group that that is making those and. They do a very good job. The kids can put all of their information on there. And again, having the WFCA name behind it and backing behind that is huge. And it's it's at a very reduced cost compared to what other guys are charging for, I would say, a lot less exposure. Well, for $110, I mean, really, if you don't take advantage of the WFCA profile and, and you would rather spend, like you said, hundreds or possibly thousands of dollars uh, for somebody else to do it for you, God bless you. Hey, Tony, I, I think I speak on the behalf of Paul and Tom and everybody else in, you know, in the state of Wisconsin. Thank you so much for all your hard work on this combine. As we talked about, this is a premier event for the WFCA. Like all the things we do, it's about highlighting uh, players in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, we just simply could not do that without you. So thank you so much. You bet. It's my pleasure. Gentlemen, it's always great to connect with Tony on the combine. I mean, you're talking about a guy who puts so much time and effort into this thing. And, you know, he's humble himself because he doesn't take any credit, but he should. I mean, he's he's really been the guy behind the scenes that has made sure this thing goes year after year and improves year after year. And right now we have really the second individual uh, who works very closely with Tony and, and because of this man's um, work on the combine. Um, he's also contributed greatly to the growth of the combine. With us is Travis Wilson, the general manager of WSN and football editor. And uh, Travis, thank you so much for for joining us. I know you came directly from basketball practice. How did that go? Oh, it's it's good. Um, it's always fun to coach kids. Uh, freshman basketball, just some extra playing opportunities the kids are getting. So it's good to get in the gym. Well, that's good to hear. Now, Travis, I want you to be honest with us. I know you spend countless hours making sure players get registered for the combine, that the results get posted correctly. And, you know, you just do so much um, behind the scenes like Tony. Give us an estimate of how much time you actually spend on something in an event like the combine. Is it hundreds of hours? I mean, really, I'm just curious. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's that much. You know, we have been doing this now for getting close to 10 years. And, you know, we've got it down. We, we know what 
you know, needs to be done and the time frame things need to be done and the timeline. Tony takes care of a lot of the uh, the items that might require a little more time, ordering shirts and ordering the numbers and, you know, doing some of that stuff. Certainly, um, you know, I get the, the registration set up and make sure that's all good to go, do the promotional aspect, sending emails out to coaches and players, contacting kids, posting on social, um, you know, also receive a lot of questions from from players that might have questions about how the, the combine works, or maybe they need to change their registration time. Maybe they have a question, maybe they can't make it, unfortunately, whatever it might be. Um, you know, the, the last couple of weeks leading up to the combine, there's certainly a lot of, uh, of, of questions that we feel. I've probably gotten 10 or 15 emails on it today. Um, but again, we've, we, we have a process in place that has worked really well and it's, you know, we're able to duplicate it year after year. So um, it's, it's not that bad. You know, one thing you didn't mention that I know you spend time on is you're you're really a troubleshooter for the WFCA player profile. I mean, every year um, it seems like the, the website changes a little bit. I only know that because I input a lot of stuff in there uh, myself and Matt Harris. But um, you're the you're the go to guy for us when we're trying to figure out how to do these things. So um, we, we thank you for that. And, and one of the reasons why that player profile works is because of of your work, Travis. Now, probably, I can't think of anybody in the state, Travis, that knows more about individual players, where they fall into the recruiting thing, their measurables, you know, all of that than you. Have you ever reached out to a player that you think would really benefit from being in the combine and let that person know that and encourage them to attend um, because they hadn't signed up yet? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it benefits every single kid. I think there's benefits for every level of kid. If you're sure. an elite kid and, and you already have a D1 offer, I can understand why they don't come. But I, I think the the stakes and the risk are so low that I think it's a just a good time to come and interact with other other players and other high-level players. It's fun to see those interactions at, at the Combine. Um, and there's kids that like to compete, like, it doesn't matter if they already have a scholarship or they have the offers they want. I, I think of the Nelson brothers, Jack and Barrett, that already had committed to Wisconsin and still came to the combine because they just like to compete. They like to test themselves. So those guys, I think there's there's a spot and a reason for them to come. Certainly the kids that are, you know, looking to get division one or division two or division three attention, whatever it might be. If they're a college football player of some level, it's a huge opportunity for them. For younger kids or kids that maybe aren't at that level or maybe think they're at that level but aren't, it's a good opportunity for them to, to really see what a Division One college football player looks like. Because you can be a really, really good high school football player and not necessarily a Division One college player. Um, you know, if you're 6'1 and 250 pounds as an offensive lineman and you you're really tough and physical and dominate in, in the high school level and wonder why you're not getting division one offers come to the combine and see the kids that are six, six two eighty that move just as well as you do that, you know, have the same uh, other components that you do. And, and it's a good measuring stick for kids to really get a better feel for what level they are at. And, and again, if, if you're just somebody that wants to come and compete and see how you stack up, um, it's a good opportunity for that kind of kid. So every level of kid has a 
a reason why the WFCA combine works and, and fits for them. And that's one of the great things about it. Paul. Hey, Travis, I really think this is great for the Northern part of the state, because a lot of times you get some of those kids that are fairly good players, but they don't get the media coverage. Like last year, I think the fastest kid was from Shyockton, um, or at least up there. And, and it was kind of a sleeper type kid. So those kids that really want to showcase themselves that maybe aren't in the big market, get an opportunity to, to shine. Absolutely. And that's Cade Stingo that you're talking about from Shyockton. Now he, he had won the state hurdle championship in the 110 and 300 hurdles the year before. So, I mean, we, we knew he was plenty fast and he was a good athlete and he, he certainly looked good at the combine and he looked good last year uh, leading their, their team to a, a state uh, championship game. So yeah, those are the kinds of kids that can pop up um, that haven't had that exposure that maybe aren't on the radar for colleges. Maybe it's a kid that was injured last year and hasn't been able to put together film. Um, and they they get a chance to come to the combine, test themselves, measure, and get on the radar for some of the colleges. Um, you know, and, and it's different for for colleges at, at each level. You know, I've we've had some great division one coaches that have come in the past and Tim Polisek, who was a longtime coach at NDSU, then at uh, Iowa, now out at Wyoming, you know, he was always there when he could be, he, he's not available anymore, but um, he always said that recruiting for them at that level is about eliminating players from your list more than it is adding players from your list. And that's one of the things they love about the combine is they get to see kids in a comparative atmosphere where they can see their frame. They can see if, you know, that six, five offensive lineman has room to put weight on his, on his frame, or if he's slender and has, you know, narrow hips and, and they don't think he's going to be able to get that weight on. They can see the kid move in person. They can see them, you know, bend around that L drill and uh, change direction in the, in the short shuttle. And that's a huge uh, opportunity for them to, you know, confirm kids <laughs> on their list or, or eliminate kids based on what they might see. But for a lot of kids, it's an opportunity to get on the radar of, of colleges, maybe at the division two or division three level. And we have that every single year. And there's kids that, um, you know, that I know that have, have been under the radar that come to the combine. And, and as I'm talking to coaches, Hey, keep an eye on this kid. He's, he's got the measurables and, and he's got what you're looking for. He was, you know, he missed half of the year last year because he was injured or, you know, he's just not getting the kind of looks, but keep an eye on him. And, and a lot of times those kids have been able to put on an impressive show and, and get some of those opportunities at the next level. Little side note, Travis. Um, Tim actually was from Iola, Wisconsin, small school, and played college football at Stevens Point. Yeah, and how about, you know, the, the, the college guys that come back to Wisconsin from the state of Wisconsin that come to the Combine all the time. Spence Nowinski was here for a long time when he was at Illinois State. Now he's at Miami not able to come as a FBS program. Danny Freund from North Dakota, uh, from Kenosha, St. Joseph. Uh, this will be the first year he's going to miss the combine since like 2016. He's on vacation in Arizona. I just talked to him today. But NDSU, uh, Nick Gazer, uh, another uh, Wisconsin guy, another Iola guy, um, he's going to be there. NDSU head coach Matt Entz is going to be there. I think this will be the first time that we've had a D1 head coach that has come. And obviously with the level of program NDSU has, that tells you something. When their head coach is going to come all the way to Wisconsin to watch uh, the WFCA combine, that tells you, you know, what level of it, of respect that they have for it. So absolutely, it's it's fun seeing those Wisconsin guys come back. Guys like Jason Eck has been there in the past, who's now the head coach at Idaho. Jake Dickert 
who's now the head coach at Washington State, when he was, um, where was he at, SDSU? Or I, I can't remember now, um, Ryan Olson, who's now at SDSU. Like th those guys from Wisconsin value it so much, they come back every single year. Mason was at Minnesota State. There you go. Tom? Yeah, Travis, I think you answered this question, uh, or, or a lot of it anyways, with uh, the very descriptive uh, you know, ways you've talked about the combine here in the last couple of minutes. But if a kid, you know, maybe is told by a, a coach or a track coach, like, well, just just you, your track times will recruit themselves. You don't need to go to something like this during a track season or something like that. Uh, what's your counterpoint to that? Because I think there's a lot of benefit to going. But what's your counterpoint to a statement like that? Absolutely. Football, co college football coaches will look and um base evaluations on your track times especially if they're verifiable if they're if they're laser timed absolutely they want to see a skill position kid run 100 and if if they don't run track or if they run track and they don't run 100 or if they don't run the 100 very fast um you know that can be an issue at the recruit at the recruiting level but track isn't bending track isn't moving track isn't changing directions and that's something that you can show and display at the WFCA combine that you can't do on the track. The 5105 and the L drill, um, for people that have been to the combine, and unfortunately we don't have enough room for spectators to be there, but the L drill and the, and the short shuttle are where all the coaches go because they want to see kids move, change direction, and bend. And they line up at those two events. And you know, a lot of a lot of the evaluation happens there because they can they can get straight line numbers through track or through 40 times at at whatever it might be but they can't get that fluidity. They can't get that, um, you know, and a lot of times it's not just what the time is in the L drill, in the short shuttle. It's how the kid looks doing it. Is he comfortable dropping his hips to change direction? Is he, uh, is he able to bend? Um, those are huge evaluation tools for, uh, for those college guys. Travis, you, you've already touched on this and the importance of the combine to college coaches and really the importance of college coaches to the combine. I mean, we we go out of our way. When I say we, the WFCA, we've, we've gone out of our way to kind of cater this for the college coaches. Uh, what are some of the things that we've done with the combine through the years to make this a better experience for the college coaches that attend? Um, you know, just going back to the very first year we did this, when we did it outside at Arrowhead, when we started this, we didn't necessarily think about the college coaches um, and certainly not the division one college coaches. We weren't really thinking about that. And we ran it that day and Polisek was there and Tyler Yelk was there. I think he was at uh, South Dakota at the time. Um, we hadn't even really marketed it to the college guys, but they saw the value in seeing kids in a location like that in an event like that. And they came and that kind of set the light bulb off of okay, well, this is this is valuable to them and this is meaningful to them. Let's find ways to make it even more valuable and meaningful for them. Um, you know, we we provide, obviously, we provide all of the information ahead of time. We give them the list of kids so they can spend this week kind of identifying what kids they want to look at, what kids they want to follow around. Um, we provide the day of, we provide all of the information in a packet form. We don't charge for it. We don't charge anything to the college coaches like some of the the spotlight and showcase events do, um, you know, they have all that information for them. Uh, after the event, we provide all of the player information to those college guys that are there, as well as the uh, the great WFCA uh, members in the state of Wisconsin. 
Um, so they can make their contacts with kids and, and put them into their recruiting databases and add them to the event. And, and really, we give them free reign to do what they would like to do and what they need to do. Uh, you know, go where we tell them, go wherever you want, do whatever you need to. Obviously, within the the, the rules that you have from the from the NCAA, there are certainly limitations about what they can and can't do. But you know, really, whatever they want to do, we're we're good with. And uh, we've certainly gotten feedback from them over the years. I just sent some um, some emails out last year when we were considering making the change to where now kids sign up based on the session and the time frame instead of their position group. So it gives the kids a little more flexibility on, on if they can come and when they can come. And, and we, I, I contacted the college coaches and said, Hey, is, is this okay? Is this still going to work for you? We'll put kids in position groups so that, you know, the, the skill kids still run together and do all the testing together and the linemen go around together, but they'll just kind of be mixed in within each session and all of them said, yeah, that'd be great. You know, if that gets more kids there and gives kids that run track and they have a track meet in the morning, but they can come in the afternoon or they have prom in the evening and they need to come early. But in the past, their position group would have prevented that. It allows more kids to get there and we can see more kids. That's awesome. So getting that kind of feedback from them is is always an uh, important part of what we do with the combine. Paul? Travis, I want to focus on the players a little bit. This class coming up is really talented if you obviously you pay attention to recruiting there's been more recruiting from big time colleges in the state of wisconsin than over anybody really standing out to you that you think is definitely or something generally you want to talk about um you know I, there's so many good kids i don't want to ignore anybody or forget anybody but obviously we're going to have really good kids there as an example of the kind of of players that we get uh last year out of 90, I think it was 91 All-State players that were uh, WFCA first-team All-State, 41 or 42 of them were at a combine in the past. So almost half of the kids that were All-State have attended the WFCA combine at some point. Um, every year, there are multiple Division One players that come out of the combine. Um, you know, just looking back at some of the lists that we have in the past, including guys that have gone on to the NFL, Leo Chennault, uh, was at the combine at least once, maybe twice, actually. Uh, obviously, playing for the Kansas City Chiefs now. His brother John was there. Um, Davion Nixon, who went to Kenosha Indian Trail and then went JUCO, went to Iowa. Now in the NFL, he was there. Logan Bruss from Kimberly, who's uh, who was in the NFL last year, was there. Multiple kids that have been Player of the Year in the state of Wisconsin have been there. Um, guys like Hunter Lupke, who will be drafted this year from Spencer Columbus Catholic, had a great career at NDSU. He was at the combine. Um, you know, guys on the current Badger roster, Cade McDonald, Tanner Bordellini, Hunter Wohler, starters for the Badgers, Jack Nelson, his brother Barrett Nelson, I mentioned already. Uh, just so many elite high-level kids. And like I said, every year there's multiple D1 players. I would I would estimate this year, it, it maybe not, you know, it, it might be younger kids, it might be the class of 25 kids, and, and they'll get those offers in the future, but there will probably be at least two dozen kids that are at the combine this year that will end up with division one offers, maybe more. It might be three or four dozen. So it's, it's a high level of players that we get at the WFCA combine, uh, which is always awesome to see. Travis, we asked this question of, of Tony earlier, and I'd like to ask you the same question. There are so many different combines that are out there and they, they've just, 
I mean, since we've started this and the success of the combine, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, uh, you know, copying us exactly, but obviously the, these other combines, it can be money makers for people. And, you know, they prey on egos and they prey on the promise of, of getting their, their stuff out. Um, what are your, some, some of your thoughts on, on some of the many other combines that, that uh, players can choose to go to? Well, imitation is a serious form of flattery, right? To to an extent, um, certainly there are some people doing some really good things that are, uh, you know, helping kids and, and getting them opportunities. There's there's ones that I don't think have the same level of benefit for the players, and so no matter what it is, whether it's a, a combine, a showcase, an all star game, even a college camp, whenever I have kids ask me or, or parents ask me, I always tell them, you know, do your homework. Make sure that you know what's going to happen there. Make sure that you have the appropriate expectations for a camp or a combine event. Make sure you know, are there college coaches going to be there? What college coaches, you know, what level of college coaches are going to be there? Um, you know, get feedback from people that have been there in the past, maybe. Um, and just make sure that you're informed on, on the decision that you're making. I don't think you can go wrong. I, I know you can't go wrong, and it's hard to do, you know, much better than what we have at the WFCA Combine um, because of the relationships that we've built and, and the way that we put it together and the high level of college coaches and the amount of college coaches that come to the WFCA Combine compared to anything else out there. Uh, last year, we had over 75 college coaches. I anticipate it'll be at least that number again. Um, you know, Some of these other events that are out there, they're smaller events. They might have 100, 100 or 150 kids and there's you know, eight college coaches off in the corner. So um we're doing something right when the college guys want to come and it's it's uh you know the the more college coaches that are there and the better college coaches that are there the better players that are there which then means the college coaches want to be there and it's just it just builds upon itself and that's why we've gotten it to the where to where we have today tom and as a coach you know when you're when your association is running it you feel really comfortable telling your kids hey if you want to go if you're going to go to one combine this spring this is the one to go to it's going to be run right uh they've got a lot of experience doing it and you know that it's run within the guidelines of the WIA and that nobody's getting in trouble for showing up um and and everything is is just a legitimate process uh when when Ryan Olson from South Dakota State stopped by recruiting you know I said hey you're going to be at the combine he said yep I'll be there and and uh, you know, a couple other coaches that uh, as they've been out on the recruiting trail lately uh, have said, yep, I'll see your kids there Saturday, you know, because you say, hey, you want to see them? They're going to be at the combine. Yep, we'll have a guy there. So you know that that the staffs that are interested in the staffs that are successful, they send people there and they get to see your kids there and they don't have to try and bend a recruiting rule by saying, hey, may, let me bump into them in the hallway or, you know, one of those types of things. It's a legitimate thing that they can see them at, at, at a great event you know and adding to that the other the other part that uh is cool about what has happened with the combine and, and, and you said it coach the guys come in the week before and recruit the state of wisconsin because they know they're going to be here for the combine so they come in on monday go around the state make their visits at school some of them stick around next week still um you know it's hard for some of them they've got spring games or they've got fundraising events or they've got other things that you know might might be uh, reasons they can't come or make it difficult, but they find a way. And it's it's almost gotten to the point where the WFCA helps draw those college guys from out of state in 
for an extended period of time so that they you know, are seeing more kids and, and putting more investment in the state of Wisconsin, which is awesome. Well, and you took the words right out of my mouth, Travis, by saying that I was going to add to what Tom um, brought up and, and say, you know, you and I had talked earlier in the week and, and you had brought that up. And, and thank you for, for sharing that, because that is an excellent point. And uh, again, you know, it's all about the players and the combine is all about the players. It is showcasing the talent in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, again, I, I think I speak for everyone uh, when I say that we, we thank all the work that you do, Travis, behind the scenes um, to, to make this thing happen. Uh, you and Tony put on a great event. Um, it, it is certainly something that uh, tons of players have benefited from. And we thank you sincerely. Absolutely. It's it's a fun event. It's one of my favorite times of the year, um, getting to go to the combine and hang out and talk to the college coaches that are there, talk to the high school coaches that come and help uh, interact with the kids. You know, so often, uh, you know, when I interact with kids, it's it's over social media or, or you know, it's, it's hard to get in front of that many kids in one spot. I go to games all the time, but they're playing, so I can't talk to them during the game, you know. Uh, so this is a cool chance to see the kids and um, you know, a lot of times they'll come up and say hi and introduce themselves, which is is really cool. And uh, just to to interact with the kids is a good experience as well. Um, looking forward to seeing Brad Arnett's crew. They do a great job administering the combine. Um, looking forward to catching up with Brad. Uh, looking forward to catching up with uh, you know all the again all the coaches that are there. So uh, bring in the family again. I'll have the boys and they've, great. They've uh, they've almost become as much of a fixture at the combine as I have. Well, and I know they're going to yeah. test out the new laser, uh, the laser timers, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, I the see laser... your guys measuring themselves all the time there. They're running <laughs> hard and, yeah. you know. Yeah. The laser timers uh, is something new this year. Um, we're we're going to give it a whirl and, and see how it goes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with Brad when we get there, make sure they're comfortable with it and, and how it'll work. Um you know, that we can get through as many kids as we need to get through uh, because we only have one system currently. Uh, in the in the past, we've kind of had two lanes of the 40-yard dash going, um, and we'll see if we can get through it as efficiently as we need to. But that, yeah, that's another addition that we made this year uh, to try to, you know, Brad is a professional and his guys are professionals, and that's something that the college coaches understand, that they can they can trust the timing that is done at the Combine but when you add in the laser timing, um, it just, you know, it just standardizes things and, and, and brings even more consistency to what is being done. Tom? Travis, what, and maybe uh, Tom, you might be able to answer this too. What does Brad think what the laser timing will do with the times? Because people have to realize your times are going to be a little bit slower laser time than they have been hand time. That's just the nature of, of getting that much more accurate. Um, are, you know, are they going to address that with the kids uh, or what do they think it's going to do to the, the times that we've seen in previous years? Yeah, it'll it'll look a little different. Like you said, there's and if, if people are familiar with track and field, there is an adjustment if you are for your track and field times, if it's a hand timed versus a laser timed system. Um, I don't know that the the conversion is quite the same when you talk about a 40 yard dash or the system that we're looking at using, which is actually a manual start laser finish um but it's it will it will raise the times compared to where they have been in the past for the 40. it still will be consistent throughout all 550 kids that run at the combine and that's the other thing that 
the college coaches love, they get numbers from kids all the time, but they don't always know how verifiable those numbers are. Is that their brother in the backyard timing them? Is that the coach that has never done it before doing it, you know, like out on the track? Is it whatever it might be? And so even though the, the WFCA combine in the past has been hand-timed, which is not as exact as laser timing, at least they knew it was consistent. So you could compare the kids that were at the combine. If a kid was the fastest kid at the combine, whether he was hand-timed or laser-timed, that kid was darn fast. And, um, you know, so yes, the times will look a little higher. I think a lot of kids are used to that from track or they have been at other events in the past that maybe use laser timing. Some of the college camps use use laser now, I think, too, occasionally. Um, but we'll certainly try to educate the, the, the players. And it will be included in all the information that we publish that this event was timed using laser timing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it'll be good, uh, again, just to bring that much more consistency to it. The you know, the L drill and the short shuttle, those will still be hand timed. Brad's guys will be the professionals running those. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's all comparative. It's, it's, it's less about, did you run four, four, eight or four, five, two, than it is you were in the top 10 fastest kids there. You know, that kid's fast. Well, and for remind- reference, for reference, the NFL combine is exactly the same where it's hand started laser finish so it's it's in line with the times they would see at a, at a nfl style combine as well one of the things that that uh and travis and i talked about this a couple of days ago um at sort of the beginning of the combine and especially the beginning of um doing the the wfca player profiles i asked a lot of co- college coaches their opinions on things and i remember having a, a conversation with paul christ and and Coach Chris said to me, you know what I love about the combine is you're comparing apples to apples. And it's exactly what Travis just said. You know, you, regardless of how you're timed or what your time is, you're being compared like everybody else who's at the combine and that is meaningful for college coaches. So once again, Travis, thank you for all you do um, to make this thing the great event that it is. And I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I look forward to your boys doing their, their thing there. And uh, um, Tom and, and Paul, again, thank you for all the, the time and effort you've put into the podcast. And without you guys, we couldn't be doing this. And as I say every time when we, when we sign off to our listeners, you know, if, if you've got questions, you've got comments, you have something that you want us to, to cover, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Paul and Tom, and we'd, be, we'd love to talk to you about that. And so with that being said, good night, everyone.